Today's episode of Black at Work is being sponsored by Fix My Crown. Fix My Crown is a self-help agency that provides life coaching and intentional in-depth self-improvement services with the holistic approach to building you up from traumatic wounds that can keep you stuck with focus on healing, recognition of worth, purpose, to develop a positive and purpose-focused life. Their services include individual and group sessions, seminars and workshops, and independent e-courses. Their mission is to heal the hurt, recognize the worth to build the legacy. Fix My Crown can be followed on Instagram. The O is substituted by a zero, so it's Fix My CR zero and then WN. Join their email list by going to www.fixmycrown.net to stay up to date on their website launch and other upcoming events. So shout out to Fix My Crown for sponsoring today's show and uh, let's get to it. You have to make sacrifices. You have to know what you want in life and then you go for it. But it's not something you can't just say, oh, I want to do it. Like my neighbors would be like, oh, we still want to go to Rome. And he's like 60 with a walking cane. And I'm like, when the fuck are you going to do it? You know, there's no time. (laughs) There is no time. What's up, coworkers? Glad to be back. We hope that you guys had a great Thanksgiving if you celebrate. A happy Turkey Day. Hope you had all the dressing and the baked macaroni and cheese that you could stand. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get right into it. If you have a fuck you, don't get fired. Send them to us here at Black at Work Pod. You can send them in anonymously on our website, blackatworkpod.com. You can write in to our email, blackatworkpod at gmail.com, or hit us up on socials at Black at Work Pod on all platforms. Our first fuck you comes from Kiara. Fuck you, Jennifer. We starting off strong today, okay? Okay. (laughs) I wasn't (laughs) expecting that. (laughs) It is Monday morning and I haven't even been logged in for five whole minutes before you started bombarding me with questions about how to do your job. The job I trained you to do back in March 2018. That's been two years plus, you dimwits. Why do I have to walk you through every process and procedure every fucking day when you and I are doing the same job and you're probably making more than me doing it? Nah, you just want me to do your work for you. I have told you 90,000 times how to do X, Y, Z. And almost three years later, you still are acting like you don't know how to do this job. I am so angry right now. I had a tough weekend and the last thing I wanted logging in this morning with messages from you asking about policies you should be well versed on by now. I'm sick of you, bitch. For my own mental space and peace, I cannot deal with this girl anymore. I'm going to HR, our boss or somebody. I just can't take another day of of helping or doing this girl's work for her. If she is this slow, then she doesn't need to work here, period. 
<laughs> Sorry for the rant, but my nerves are bad today. Let me go make my coffee before I end up flipping this desk over. My own desk in my own house, shaking my head. This girl is driving me insane. <laughs> Damn, girl. Yeah, you're going to have to get rid of her. Two years in, bitch. There's no way you still should be confused about how to do this job. Bitch, you ain't confused. You just want me to fucking do it. And that's yeah. really what that is. Bottom line, point blank, period. We all work with motherfuckers like that. Bitch, just do your damn job. Don't ask me shit. I done told you 50,000 times how to type on this line. And you still asking me two <laughs> years later? Yeah, I would say something to either your manager, your boss. I know you ain't asking for our advice, but... I would I would report her. I would I would show concern that she has been thoroughly trained on this job. It's almost three years in, and every single day, some way, somehow, I'm ending up having to explain the same things over to her. That's a problem. Stand up for yourself. Don't this sound like yo everyday people pinging you talking about Dana? Can I do Dana? 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, mine's a little different, but they girl, know how to do their job. They just want to get on my nerves about my job. But girl, we care. We all been there, girl. People act like they don't know how to do this job, but this is a little much. This is extreme. This this lady been here. For three years and you still don't know what to do. You don't even know the basics. You don't even know how to log in. Sis, I can't, I can't help you at this point. And I need your salary on top of my salary. If I'm going to be doing my job and your job at this point, I would definitely go to somebody and let them know. Because like you said, if you don't know how to do the job by now, you don't need to work here. And I can't spend all of my day <laughs> helping you. Like, come on now, sis. I mean, for real, what you want me to come to the bathroom to and help you wipe, bitch? Like, get the fuck out. Some, somebody, look, y'all better stop letting these motherfuckers get away with doing shit like this to y'all at work. Like, we hear stories like this quite frequently. And you are you are not a slave. You are not mm -hmm. a slave. You do not have to do other people's work. Like, fuck them. Let them sink on their own. If it makes them look bad, it makes them look bad. It's Correct. not your responsibility. I'm tired of being niggas slaves. <laughs> right. Go to person. Like, let me just go ask her. Nah, bitch. Like you said, fuck you, Jennifer. I'm with you, Kiara. Hopefully you've had some better days. Let us know, boo. So our next fuck you comes from Dr. Wendy. Hey, Dr. Wendy. Hey, girl. Okay. <laughs> Let me just start by saying I am not a doctor, but I do work at a hospital. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, she watched, she listened to the show. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, claim me. Hell, I'm a doctor in, uh, in reading people. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. And yes, brace yourselves. This is about a hospital affair. Just call us Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> okay, oh, so no, I've been at this hospital for 10 years. And around the time I started, another cool friend of mine did too. We can call her Amber. So Amber and I are not close, close friends, but we do share a mutual best friend. We can call her Jade, who is another coworker, but all of us met outside of work. Anytime I'm ever hanging out or interacting with Amber is through Jade. There is no beef. We've been on trips together, happy hour, birthday dinners, but we are not close as Jade and I are. 
So let's go back to seven years ago. A fine, young, sexy, chocolate man, okay, mm. with a pretty smile, joined our staff, mm. and I immediately crushed on him. We can call him Steven, but Amber and him quickly got into a relationship that fizzled seven months later. Mm-mm. So fast forward to today. Mm-mm. For the last week, Stephen and I have been talking and kind of texting. Mm-mm. And he finally told me, wait a minute, friend, this commentary. <laughs> Stephen and I have been talking and kind of texting. And he finally told me that he really likes me and wants to take me out. So I just got back from the date and I felt weird the entire time. I couldn't even get into it or remember why I liked him because I was thinking about what Amber would think. Again, we are friends through friends with no relate with no real relationship of our own. Am I wrong for dating her ex? Since I'm uncomfortable, I don't want to bring more drama into out work into our she meant our okay into our work because trust me, there's already a lot sold. I just toss him to the left I think she meant so should I just toss him to the left should I give it a go he might be my soulmate thanks for your advice Mm -hmm. baby this is definitely Grey's Anatomy okay Shonda script. (laughs) Shanika's Anatomy listen (laughs) honestly this is a tough one I had a hard time following along with all these names and shit but okay so Amber is the girl that Steven dated seven years ago for seven months and you and Jade are friends with Amber, but Jade is Amber's best friend and you're Amber. No shit. Girl. Jade and her are Jade and her are, are best friends. I don't know if Jade and Amber are best friends, but she knows Amber through Jade. So it's not okay. like they real, real cool. You know what I'm saying? But y'all have been on trips and did shit together friendly, like, but y'all not cool like that. Okay, okay. Correct. Um It's a that's a tough one. Like you said, that's a hard Yeah. I, <clears throat> because y'all dated well, they dated seven years ago for like seven months. And a lot of shit can change in seven years. Like that's they, true. they both are probably not even the same person. So that's number one. But for me, a bitch like me, I wouldn't give a damn. Like once I'm done with him, bitch, you can have him. I, if I wanted him, I would pursue him. So that's how I am. Other bitches ain't like me though. They feel like if they touch you, <laughs> you there's forever. So I guess it would just depend on the temperament of Miss Amber and how she would react i would just ask her since y'all share a mutual friend there's no beef i would just sit down and ask her like hey you know i've been talking to steven or whatever and i just wanted to know your thoughts on that i don't know if he might be your soulmate girl that's (laughs) (laughs) girl i don't know i mean we can all dream like dr king but if it's going to disrupt whatever y'all got going on, it's not worth it. Trust me. These niggas ain't never worth it. It's been seven years. That's a long time. At this point, they done had multiple relationships. They done moved on. They probably don't like each other no more. They probably just cool friends. They probably could care less about who the other's dating. But on the strength of, you know, just like out of respectfully hashtag respectfully hey amber i'm chilling with steven you know i just wanted to let you know is is that you is that a problem for you okay cool and honestly if this sounds like somebody that you really like or you really 
if you're going to be serious about the situation, then I would give it a go. But if it's going to be just like a little fun thing, then I mean, who cares, honestly? <laughs> yeah, man, live your life, shit. I mean, right. life is too short. You know, if if you feeling him like that and you think that there's something there, man, shit, go for it. No, go for it, girl. Life's too short. It just make sure you hopefully y'all test the negative for Corona and not spread nothing around that okay. place. Okay. <laughs> okay, Dr. Wendy will let us know how it goes. Our next um write in is from Danielle. Danielle says Oh, okay. So I love the new website, but no new show today. <laughs> I just knew I was going to wake up to a new episode. I hope y'all are well and happy holidays. So y'all, I don't know if y'all know this already. Our loyal listeners, like if we, if it's a holiday, we're not going to, we're not going to record. So please don't charge it to our hearts, y'all. We, we need a break too, sis. No, I'm just kidding. But thanks Girl. for the compliment on the website. Yeah, thanks for the comment. I mean, we put up new pictures, but we didn't change anything. But yeah, yeah, we're going to take our holiday breaks, guys. We have to for our own mental health. <laughs> right. But we love that y'all miss us and we miss y'all too. So happy to be back. Happy to be back. So our last fuck you, this is a dissertation. Okay, now come on now with the dissertation. <laughs> oh, this comes from, okay, she's going to, her name is Ace. She wants me to call her AC. She says, calling this FU, what goes around comes around. Mm. Hey, ladies, my name is AC. So for this FU, let's say the F is for forgive, quote unquote, because I know God will deal with my former company's childish, immature, irrational, backstabbing craziness. Long story short, I was the only black woman working at the company. They're majority Latino and white, and the Latinos are the upper class that don't associate with other minorities. Yes, colorism and classism exist in the Latino Hispanic community. Word. So many people within that company dated and or slept with one another or hired and promoted their best friends to positions folks like me who actually did our job well were overlooked and thrown by the wayside whenever i spoke up about unfairness going on it was brushed aside to later be written on my employee performance review as me being reticent did i say that right y'all i can't read in defensive rose eyes i hope i said that right i tried applying for a position in a different department within our company and i caught one of our managers who always had a problem with me for whatever reason let's call her harry potter visiting my linkedin profile mm -mm. during her <laughs> lunch break i guess she was trying to prove i didn't have enough experience for the new position which i did of course i called her out on it and she made an irrational excuse that she liked an article I shared. Lies. Next, the new head of our department, Curly Sue, quote unquote, who, mind you, was a woman who was only there for eight months, got pregnant by another coworker who was best friends with the former head of the department who promoted her over managers who have been there for three years, was supposed what? to interview me for the transfer. After three weeks, she never did. However, she did walk past me every day, smiling in my face, knowing she was the only person who could approve my transfer. Her reason for not doing so? Well, the man she got knocked up by was my carpool buddy. We lived next door to one another and would carpool to work. I guess she thought I was competing for her man. Child, please. He, he was like a brother. And he actually was trying to hook up with a friend of mine around the time Curly Sue got pregnant. But I'm minding my business, LOL. 
and she started giving me the side eye. Needless to say, the drama and pettiness was too much stress, so I left the company. No amount of money is worth losing my peace of mind. The funny thing is, Curly Sue ended up texting me a month later asking how I was doing. So she can text me, but couldn't say happy birthday to me while I was there in person? Haha, <laughs> no ma'am. I blocked her. I'm learning to forgive and let go. I know God will take care of that company and their nonsense. What goes around comes around. Also, ladies, I just want to say I discovered your podcast when the pandemic lockdown started. It's been great just to laugh with you all and relate while dealing with the stress of working from home for my previous job. Also, your last guest, Monique's experience was very interesting to me, being that I actually went through the exact opposite experience of her. I grew up without believing or associating with the religious faith-based organization. I was the woke friend with a degree in African-American studies who knew everything down to the T about our history history, and the contradictions in all religions. All that to say, I had a spiritual encounter confirmation from God after a life-changing event in my 20s, was guided to a church by coincidence, and grew in my Christian faith from there. I completely agree. Everyone should do their research, but also remember that one bad church is in all churches. I'm thankful to have a found, to have found a church where my pastor had dreadlocks, wore sneakers on the pulpit, was transparent about everything and gave back to our black community frequently. Amen. It's unfortunate Monique dealt with the church like the one she described. And I visited a similar one before that wasn't godly and had driven people away. But I'm happy she shared her story and experience, AC. Shout out to you, AC. Um, what in the love in Young and the Restless is going <laughs> on at your motherfucking girl. What? Baby, That's all these jobs. I could not even keep up. Who pregnant with who? Who having this baby? Like, you ain't uh, Girl, what? I'm over here confused, baby. I need to rewind. Is there a rewind and fast forward button? Baby, look, I need to record this on DVR. <laughs> I got shit going on in my life. Niggas getting slain in the streets. Corona out here and y'all up here having a soap opera. Baby, are y'all wearing y'all masks while all this is happening? No. Okay. Like, <laughs> so, okay. That, that was a lot. So let's, <laughs> I'm so glad though that you mentioned our last guest because yeah. Anessa and I were actually going to do kind of like a follow-up discussion on our social media, but we really needed a break. So we didn't even get to talk about it. But every guest that we have, their thoughts, their views are their own. And we so appreciated Monique for coming in. And just like you, I had a similar experience. I grew up in church, pastor's kids, Sunday to Sunday, church every day, and then got grown and felt like, you know, I don't know what's out there. So I spent a lot of years like not worshiping anything or believing in anything um, until I had my own spiritual awakening. So like you said, do your research, do it however you want to do. We were in no way, shape or form trying to shit on religions or especially Christianity because we consider ourselves Christian. And For sure. Yeah, so I'm glad that you brought that up. I'm glad that you got away from that damn job. <laughs> because, girl. girl, that's too much. Like, y'all, I would go in there every day. Like, y'all niggas is getting on my nerves. And I would tell them that. Like, I would get a shirt printed that say, y'all niggas is getting on my nerves. And wear it to, <laughs> to work every day. That's a lot. It's, just, it's, just, it's sad because white people or in corporate America... You know, they'll promote their friend, their uh, their next door neighbor who ain't got no experience, who ain't even got a, 
uh, high school diploma, but the job description says high school diploma required. And I'm over here with a master's degree, a doctorate, and y'all overlook me and I don't even get promotions or anything. And then I leave the job and then you want to text me like, what? No, ma'am. Yeah, I'm glad. Girl, I wouldn't even respond it. Girl, at all. would have been left on hella red. <laughs> red at 12.15 and did not respond. <laughs> Girl, Dang. because no. So, yeah, I'm glad you're gone from that job. That sounds like a lot of mess. And I hope that you are in a better situation. And I'm also glad I do want to speak on your last commentary. Because like Dana said, we did go back and forth. I'm glad that you you know, have a perspective, but I'm glad you were able to see her perspective as well. And uh, we love the guests that come on our show and share their experiences. So all the fuck yous today and all the advice that y'all needed was amazing. So (laughs) have a fuck you. If you need some advice, if you want to just vent, please send them to us here at Black at Work Pod uh, at gmail.com. Send them anonymously at blackatworkpod.com. Hit us up on social media at Black at Work Pod. All right kids let's get over to the water cooler and it's my money and i need it now news this bitch ass <laughs> mitch mcconnell shot down the latest bipartisan stimulus package proposed by lawmakers look i'm about one cup raymond away from rolling up in Congress like Samuel L. Jackson rolled up in McDougal's and coming to America. McDowell's. <laughs> McDowell's, McDougal's, whatever the fuck ever. With your shotgun. Girl, I'm finna roll up in here. You bitches are dumb. We have been waiting all damn year for y'all to give us $5 and y'all clowns are fucking around. <laughs> all of y'all need y'all asses beat. Other countries, like all the all the other countries, have been giving their citizens monthly stipends since this shit started. I think France is giving their peeps like almost eight thousand dollars a month. If y'all don't get y'all ass together and decide on a plan, dragging this shit on like we got time for y'all white ass bullshit, get it together. People are literally standing in lines at food banks. People who don't usually have to be at food banks are in food banks. Lines are wrapped around buildings trying to get food to feed people's families. People are struggling, can't pay rent, can't buy food, can't support their children. And y'all are sitting up here going to bed, eating a five-star meal every night, and you are declining to help the American people, drops bomb on you. You should be ashamed of yourself. All y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. I really don't understand it. I really don't understand it. Y'all have been going back and forth for months and months and months. And at this point, it's really just ridiculous. I I just don't have... I just don't have the words, but um, I'm going to be like Paula White and uh, call on the black ancestors to come haunt y'all asses. But they going to come for me, though. A shabalaga laga, a boom shagalaga, a boom shagalaga, hum, hum, hum. Give us some money. Shum, shum, shum. Baby, do something. Because <laughs> at this point, it's like y'all don't even care. They don't give a fuck. That's why they dragging this shit on. Fuck y'all. Fuck all of y'all on all sides. Anyway, speaking of fucking these people, no, nah, that's <laughs> that's a bad reference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't want to do that to none of y'all. None okay. of y'all. <laughs> but Georgia, 
your last day to register to vote for the upcoming Senate runoff between Crypt Keeper Kelly Loeffler, Raphael Warnack, and Doug Collins for Senate Seat 2, and David Perdue and John Ossoff for Senate Seat 1. Is some other niggas on this ballot, but they have no chance of winning. So anyway, this <laughs> race is important <laughs> because it determines who will control the Senate. So maybe these bitches will decide to release our funds. Shit, I don't know. But anyway, if you turned 18 between November 5th and now, you are eligible. So tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's finish what we started and get these clowns back into their clown car and the fuck up out of here. We have literally two days. This is very important, guys. We have to turn the Senate because, okay, we did all this work to get Joe Biden in, but it's not going to mean anything if we don't have the Senate to be able to, you know, be able to help with passing the laws that he wants to put in place or to do anything. It'll be just like the Obama Biden administration when they knocked him down on everything that he wanted to do because the Republicans ran, ran the Senate. So please, Georgia, get your ass on the midnight train to Georgia and vote. <laughs> okay. <laughs> please, <laughs> Anyway, rapper G Herbo and his manager were indicted in connection to <laughs> baby. Oh shit, bitch. We <laughs> uh, <laughs> him and his manager were indicted in connection to an elaborate fraud scheme. His group has been accused of using stolen IDs for designer dogs, private Mm. jets, lavish cars, Mm. and trips. Okay. Y'all rich people gonna have to help me here because what the fuck is a designer dog? Is is that a Yorkie with a Louis Vuitton logo etched in his side? Like, what the fuck? Like Vanessa just said, niggas is out here starving and you buying jets, my boy? Um, I just, I'll never understand how a motherfucker could get rich and still decide to commit crime. Like, bro, you got freed from this for a reason. But anyway, they were using the dark web to acquire these goods. Apparently, these are illegal goods because homie has federal charges. So, dude, that sucks. What you got, Anessa? <laughs> I mean, it really does. It's like, it's so funny to hear about these stories with these rappers because it's like, okay, yeah, I'm over here jamming to your phone the other day. Then, bam, here comes somebody reporting that you over here, just you a fraud, you fraudulent. You just doing fraud, all the types of fraudulent activity. And then on top of that, like, how do y'all not think that y'all are going to get caught? That's the thing. How do you think you are not going to get caught? Like, you sitting up here, y'all already got targets on y'all bags. You over here buying Chanel baby, Chanel dogs, which I'm still (laughs) 
about I'm so confused. I don't know where you get one of them from. Do you go to Italy? I mean, where you go? Can I, I get an East Saint Laurent dog? Baby, I I'm still lost. Like a Louboutin dog. I don't know. The dog got red bottoms on his paws. But anyway, <laughs> where y'all I, I just don't understand how you think that you're not gonna get caught by getting all this stuff. Like it's sad. I was room for Jerbo and I really like his girlfriend, Fabulous, well, Fabulous' stepdaughter he's dating. But, baby, she posted on Instagram, like, ain't nothing going on. So, child, I don't know, child. Y'all got so much going on. man about to be locked up. Won't let him out. Oh, oh. Won't let him out. (laughs) (laughs) So, Walmart decided to give their employees a $388 million bonus. Uh, for working through the pandemic. That sounds great. However, all the niggas that work at Walmart, $300 is going to full-time employees and $150 to part-time employees. So yeah, that's Walmart telling y'all niggas, thank you for working through a pandemic, risking your life, making this look such and such an hour and not having any health benefits. Fuck Walmart. $300. You know, I really hate to be the person that's like a Debbie Downer, that's like, uh, I seem ungrateful, but $300? That's the best y'all could come up with? $300? I don't work through a pandemic, risk my life, risk my children's life, risk my grandma's life that I live with, like, risk my granddaddy life, my uncle's life, my auntie's life, my cousin's Girl, life. you didn't came up with a whole story. <laughs> Girl, I got a story for y'all, because I'll be... I live with my grandma and look, at this point, $300, that's not going to even buy some diapers. I mean, that'll cover me a diaper and, a, and maybe a formula can. That's a slap in the face, honestly. That is. It's a huge slap in the face. All the fucking money that y'all made during this pandemic from people having to get shit delivered and all that shit. Y'all went up on prices and shit. Y'all could afford to give them people more than that. But you know what? It is what it is. It's the way the cookie crumbles, unfortunately. All right. So our last story, because we're running a little bit behind today. The coronavirus is now at a global death toll at 1.5 million cases. The U.S. has 14 million infections at this point. So not really slowing down. Vice President, I'm sorry, not Vice President, President President-elect Joe Biden has basically said his first hundred years in, I mean, hundred years, (laughs) his first hundred days in office, he is really going to be pushing for lockdowns and mask wearing and all of that. So hopefully that'll spread, slow down the spread. People are still dying. People are still not taking this serious. So that's today in your coronavirus news, <laughs> which you got, Anessa. <laughs> and back to you, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> because wear your mask. But what I will say is I'm I'm all for Joe, uh, President-elect Joe Biden and his efforts to try to combat the coronavirus and asking everybody to wear your mask, which you should have already been doing. But I guess people are not. People in Atlanta are not, obviously, but the numbers are not high there. I'm still confused about that. Black people there have some type of magical powers, like Dana has always said. But (laughs) I can say that for Texas, Governor Abbott is still campaigning with Trump 
on what campaign trail? I have no idea. So we won't be going uh-uh. around and we'll still have the most cases because he said he ain't going on lockdown. <sighs> oh my I don't God. know. I don't know how many trucks of dead bodies can be in a, you know, can be lined up for you to see that we need to go on lockdown. But hey, hopefully the whole world will go on lockdown except for us, child. And that's all I got to say. And you know, it was a bunch of stupid ass stories about his ass this week, but I purposefully oh, left that shit out. Right. Fuck Donald Trump. Get out of our house. Bye. <laughs> well, that's it for the water cooler, guys. Let's take a break. All right, coworkers. Today for our down to business segment, we have Kim Kim Casanelli, who is a writer, podcaster, blogger, speaker, and fire enthusiast. She was born in West Africa, but spent most of her formative years in America. Her chosen profession was pharmacy, and she practiced it until she got the urge to travel and have a different quality of life. She helps others discover life in Spain and how they can make a move with her expat in Spain online course. Thank you so much, Kim Kim, for joining us on our show today. Yes, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I was really excited when I, you know, realized that I could be on the show. So thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. And we cannot wait to hear your story. So I learned a whole, whole lot about you in that little intro there. So you're from West Africa, yeah. right? And I'm pretty sure you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you probably were on a path to some type of educational goal to have some type of career your whole life. And you ended up in pharmacy. Yes. I think yeah. I had it since I was like, I don't know, you, you know, being from Nigeria, it's something your parents kind of impress upon you. So mm-hmm. you probably don't even have a choice. You just have to do it. I was lucky enough to to choose pharmacy for a variety of reasons. So why did you choose pharmacy and what was that career like for you? Actually, you know, um, when I went to school and I started secondary school, my goal was to be a secretary, believe it or not. I just wanted to type. I didn't really want to do anything. And my Mood. mom was like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, you could be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, one of those things. And I'm just like, no, no, no. So they tried to bribe me to be uh, a doctor. And I said, no. I couldn't handle the sight of blood or anything like that. But I had an older sister who was in pharmacy at that point. And so I really, I realized that I really liked it. And so I thought, let me try that, you know, and I took the placement and I, I got in and that's what it was. And I, I loved it for, oof, I practiced for 29 years, 11 months and two weeks, but you know, I'm not counting. <laughs> down the day. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I wasn't counting down, but when I went to like give them my, my notice for sabbatical, because, you know, I didn't want to just quit just in case I decided to, to move back to the U.S. It was like, I'm going to go away for a little while. And then, the, you know, the girl was like, oh, you've been here for 29 years and then it wasn't two weeks. I was like, oh, check that out. I can't fucking believe it. It was great. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh 29 years as a pharmacist is a very long time so yeah 
I graduated what? when I was 19, so I'm not super old, just, <laughs> just yeah. so young. Just so y'all know. Exactly. <laughs> I was 15. And like, <laughs> so that's a long time. What made you say, you know what, I, you know, like, after 29 years, what made you say, this is not, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, what was the... What was the straw that made you just say, I'm good on this and I want to go and pursue something else? You know, it was, a, it was a combination of things. When I got out of school, I was working for a chain store, a chain pharmacy. And then I moved to Los Angeles and I was working for them. And then I left and I started working for a specialty pharmacy where we only dealt with like cancer patients, you know, on transplant or HIV, just those three things were what we were concentrated on. But then one of my sisters got sick and she lived in Houston. So we ended up moving to Houston closer to the end. And so my thing was, you know, after being in an environment where I was the boss, all of a sudden I had to go back to the chain because I couldn't find the same position in Houston. So it was that got me thinking. But the the final straw was when my sister passed away. She had breast and lung cancer. So that got me really thinking, you know, it, it's always the same thing. You think life is long and then you realize that it's not really long. <laughs> And, you know, she was only 49. So I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I don't have any kids. I always wanted to travel. So, you know, if I can do it, I'm gone. Wow. I'm so sorry to hear about your sister. But okay. obviously that was a a pivotal moment yeah. in in getting to where you are now, which we're we're going to discuss a little bit later. But I wanted to know when you decided to leave pharmacy as your career, what did your friends and your family and your parents think? Well, you know, my parents, they're long gone, but my sisters, you know, most of them thought, you know, because my oldest sister, she's still practicing and she does it off and on, but she had also stopped working as a full-time pharmacist a few years ago. She was living in Dallas and then she would go back to Nigeria. She opened her own store and every so often she would come back to the U.S. and work for a while, just, just enough to say, to, to like, to like live for a few years because it's a really, it's like a pop boy, like kind of business and you get so stressed out after a while. She would go home, work for a while and then come back. So she was used to it. And all my sisters kept saying the same thing, like, you're crazy. Well, you know, but I was used to it at that point because they told me I was crazy because I didn't want any kids. So it was just like, yeah, 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 kind of thing. So I was used to them saying no. I used to the fact that they weren't in agreement with what I was doing. So it didn't bother me. But everybody thought I was crazy. But people I had worked with, I had told them for years and years that as soon as I was able to, I wanted to travel. And that was just my my dream. And so over the years, I think I was working towards it and I made certain decisions that led me to that. It's so funny because I don't know if you watch Real Housewives of Potomac. <laughs> no, but, they're not um, here. <laughs> but doc, there's uh, Dr. Wendy, who's also Nigerian, I believe she's on there and her, her, she wants to like move on from being a professor and her mom, they, 
talked about this. Like, she's like, I don't want to be a professor anymore. And they were like shunning her. Like, no, we worked <laughs> so hard to get you over here so that you could be successful. So that's really good that you, so you weren't disowned or anything from your family or anything like no. that. No. Okay. <laughs> it would be the reverse. I just don't care. I've never cared since I was a kid. So, you know, all that. Because, you know, you're growing up, you're growing up African and it's like your path is you go to school, then you get married and then you have the Mm -hmm. kids. And so everything was all set. And so from the beginning, I was like, no, I'm never getting married. And I waited till 42 to do it because I just didn't want to. I wanted to just travel. That was all even, you know, since I was a kid. So my mom always said, Oh my God, I think I sent you off to the West way too soon. So So I think she gave up at some point, you know, before it was like marry a Nigerian man. Now first it was married to somebody from the same tribe. Then it was, you know, somebody from the same state. Then it was the same country. Then it was the same, you know, I think if, if I brought home like an alien, she would have been okay with it because she just wanted to prove to her friends that she can get married. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. So Yeah. Kim Kim, you are a whole vibe. Like I'm loving this. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do. Like you have, you have literally lived your life against every paradigm. Um, Shout out to attorney Natasha. (laughs) But against every paradigm put in front of you. And I think that shit is lit. So now you're living in Spain. Yes. How did that come about? Why Spain? And what is your life like there? It it so happened that when I was 42, like after turning down like three marriage proposals, because, you know, the first one wanted kids and I didn't want any. So I'm like, that's not going to work. The second one wanted like a home life and a home wife and the traditional thing. I'm like, no, I want to travel. And so it didn't make any sense to like lock myself down with those people when that wasn't really what I wanted. And so, you know, you don't get married to somebody having told, you know, you tell them before, I don't want any kids. And then you get married and they want kids anyway. It didn't seem right to me. So I wasn't going to get married. But then I ended up meeting my husband, who's actually from Rome in Los Angeles. And he was also traveling. He had been living in Melbourne and then he moved to South North Carolina and then he moved to LA. And so I met him in LA and it was just like, oh, okay, here's somebody who doesn't want to have any kids. Here's somebody who also likes to travel. And that's how that came about. And we ended up getting married. And now it's been like 14 years. But when I said, let's move, you know, after my sister passed, I go, where are we going to move to? I want to do this. I want to do this, you know. We can sell the house. We can do all these things. And he's like, well, we need this much money before we go. Because I was all like, let's just get the fuck out of here. Everything will take care of itself. And he's just <laughs> like, no, no, no. Because, you know, we had some rental property. And I thought, ah, you know, we can do that from there. And he's like, no, no. Thank God he's like that, though. Because I would have been so screwed. And I would have had to go back. Because I made the money all those years. And I spent it all those years. Because I didn't have to worry about anybody else. So I said, let's oh move to Italy. And he's like, fuck no, 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 no. <laughs> I guess it's like the same for everybody. Where you grow up, you don't want to move back there. So it's like, Rome sucks. It's super expensive. It's, you know, like he went out and out. It's like, we can't afford a life there because we needed something that we would be able to, 
you know, we needed to tide ourselves over till like 401k and retirement kicked in. So we had to save enough to last 10 years. And then looking at all of the, I said doing my research and then looking at everything, the one I said, Mexico, Belize, and Panama City and my family were like, are you crazy? You know, we don't feel like we don't even visit you in Houston because it's too far. And you're going to move like one more hour flight over from there. So <laughs> forget about it. So then I said, okay, uh, where else can we move? And then, you know, unfortunately, his father passed away a few months after my sister did. So that really kicked us into high gear. And we wanted to be someplace close to his mom, but not there. Cause it's like, she drives me crazy. I don't want to be right in the same city. <laughs> so we're like, where's close enough that we could go, but not be right there. <laughs> so Malta, then I started looking at Europe, but you think Europe is so expensive. Everybody tells you that that's what you see. So I'm like, Malta came up, it kept coming up, English speaking, you know, the cost of living was good. So that's where we actually ended up when we left seven years ago was to Malta. And we were there for about 18 months before we got island fever. And I'm like, oh my God, we got to get out of here. You know, we just don't like it anymore. So like, okay, where are we going to go next? (laughs) And so I got a map of Europe and everybody just thinks like I was totally crazy. I got a pencil and just threw it at the map. And it landed in Malaga, Spain. So I'm thinking, okay, we could go there. I mean, had we, had my pencil landed maybe, in, I don't know, Prague, or, you know, even though I like Prague, if it had landed there, chances are we wouldn't go to a cold country. But it landed in Malaga. So I'm like, okay. So we just shipped our stuff and took a flight to Malaga. And we were there. And then we turned out not to like Malaga either. So- <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so after seven months, I'm like, hey, I'm not feeling this place at all. <laughs> you know. So we moved, we went to visit a friend in Seville and we're like, oh, that's nice. So we came back, gave our notice and moved to Seville. And so we stayed in Seville for almost two years and we really liked it there, but it was really hot, really really hot. In the summertime, there are three hottest places in the world is like someplace in in the United Arab Emirates, Death Valley and Seville. And I was just like, oh my God. So we had to go find something else. And that's when we started researching Valencia. It was on the coast. We both like it. So we've stayed here since then. And that's how we ended up here. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) You are a whole mood, a vibe, and an adventure. Like, so many people are afraid to live their lives this way. Yes. I mean, you are really like balls to the wall type. Let's just do it. Yes. And obviously, there are a lot of obstacles in a lot of people's way. Oh, yes. So, I'm going to ask the obvious question because I'm over here wondering. How were you able to afford all of this moving and traveling? (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, like, when we were in in Houston and we decided we were going to go, and and I told you I just wanted to take off and just say, you know, we'll just live off of rental property, didn't think much of it. And he's like, no, we're going to need this set amount of money that will last us 10 years. So 
we worked like crazy. I didn't go out. I mean, I love my margaritas and going to Mexican restaurants. And we basically cut that shit out for three years. I mean, it was lean fire. There was no other way to put it. And so wow. we had enough cash. And then there was a time when, um, you know, the hurricane in, in New Orleans, uh, Katrina, right? So we had a few condos, but they were not. Everybody always says, oh, you had a lot of property. But we had several condos. But the most we ever paid for each one was like 29000 Because I, after finding out how cheap property were in Houston at that time, anyway, seven, uh, 15 years ago, I, we would save up money. I would save up money, buy a condo for 25000 and buy another one. There were working class neighborhoods, you know, where people went to work and, you know, it made regular rent. So there was money coming in from those. So when we were getting ready to go, plus after Katrina, we rented to some of the places that, to some people that had been displaced by the hurricane. So... We didn't get paid. You got vouchers. We didn't get paid for months for some of the condos, but it was okay because it had been paid up front. So I only had to worry about the HOA. So once we got the checks, it was like a big chunk at the same time. You know, if you get something rent, you know, you're getting the monthly, you don't really save that much, but getting the checks that really had a big chunk of the money that we wanted to save. So then when we were ready to leave, we started selling the condos one by one. So we got out, we put all the money together and that's how we've been able to live just on the cash. And I'm 56 and I'm like, I can't wait for 59 and a half because we're so close. <laughs> it's like when, when the money starts, you know, when I can draw on the 401k, we're going to start doing that at that time. So basically it was just enough to last us for the 10 years and the cost of living is really reasonable. You know, we spend maybe I do, I do a cost of living monthly for the YouTube channel. And I, last month we came in at like 1500 euros, which is like $1,800 a month. So, wow. Oh yeah. wow. And it's so cheap. Like, you know, for the flight from, from Malaga to, to um, Malta, for instance, we pay like nineteen ninety nine each way. It's so cheap what? to fly around <laughs> Europe. Yeah. Like we go from here to like Lisbon for like thirty four dollars thirty four euros each person each way. Or you can take the train. It takes you like twelve hours for like twenty bucks if you if if you buy it ahead of time. So it's not expensive once you're here. And that was one of the reasons why I chose Europe also because of the ease and the money to to travel around wasn't so much so moral of the story sounds like get you some properties get you a man he's a thinker and you know every my family was like oh my god you're going to you know you said you weren't going to get married you're going to do this he was a photographer but, you know, there's not really a lot of money in that. His job was a waiter. He's, you know, since he was in Los Angeles and Houston. So it's not like he made, but I, I made good money at that point. And so, like I said, everything was all like, oh, spend it. Like, you know, I was able to do these things because I didn't want to have 
any kids. So I didn't want the responsibility of having to take care of somebody else. So like, you know, our first year in Malta, for instance, I sold my old BMW that I'd had for like 10 years. And that paid for like one year living in Malta because it was like 12,400 and something. So it was cheap. So I think if you have your plans and you have your, you have to make sacrifices. You have to know what you want in life and then you go for it. But it's not something you can't just say, Oh, I want to do it. Like my neighbors would be like, Oh, we still want to go to Rome. And he's like 60 with a walking cane. And I'm like, when the fuck are you going to do it? You know, there is no time. There is no time. You think there's time, but there's no time. I've, I've always wondered, like when people say, you know, I want to travel. I want to travel. I want to travel. Like, what does that mean? But now you have actually <laughs> given me the definition of what that means to travel. So what do you, are you still like in pharmacy there? Are you still, are oh, God, you? No, no because I would have to learn how to speak there. Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't speak Spanish and they don't have the same reciprocity here at all. So you can't just come from the U.S. with a degree there and apply it here. No, I am still taking like basic, you know, how are you kind of Spanish classes. So I don't do that. I work online, you know, I blog, I freelance, write sometimes, but it's something I do more for fun. I mean, you could count on one hand how much I've made for the past few years. I just don't do it because I don't ever want to work again. And when it's, whenever something feels like work, it's like, oh, no, thanks. So, <laughs> but life is, life is great. It's, it's so so relaxed after the first, I started to relax. I think after about four years, like it took me that long to decompress. Every time the phone rang, my, my heart just jumped. Even till today, I don't use the phone except to pay to play like Scrabble or something because I was traumatized by working for so long. And I just, you know, I just wanted something completely different. I like to wake up and say, what am I going to do today kind of thing? And just go around, eat, travel, and write about it and share my life with others. You are living pretty much everybody's dream <laughs> right now. Like, hello, I just want to be paid for existing. Yeah. I just, like, and you know what the worst I, part is? What the best part is? It's like, I look at the 401k, for instance, and I'm like, I am making my money not working. I'm making the same amount of money not working by just watching my 401k grow. It's mind blowing to me. I just don't get it. I'm not working and I'm making more money just like I, if I was working. Hey, she hit the nail on the head. We've had, what was this? Our, no, not our guest last week, but the guest before that. She talked about building wealth and so that you can, when you're ready to retire after 29 and a half years and 20 seconds. you can have have your money stacked up so that you can live like kim kim over in spain with her boo yes okay (laughs) and our two rescue dogs from houston (laughs) yeah like y'all are doing it yeah that is the life that i want okay okay (laughs) okay so in in your well in your blogging and in your podcasting is that what you do? Is that you, you just kind of help people 
yes. realize life outside of the U.S. And yes. why is that important to you, especially for Black people? Well, I think a lot of time we're led to believe that as a Black person, you're kind of locked into a certain way of life because if you look at television, for instance, all they show you, you know, if you're black, you're either like LeBron James with the athlete and you make money from that, or you make money from one of those uh, reality shows or something. And it's like, no, there are so many of us, you know, who have stacked up their money, like you said, and they're going and they're outside of the country and they're doing it. And recently, like I've been podcasting also for a while interviewing people who have taken off because I just think there is more to see because if you see what life is like outside of the country, first of all, you are so thankful for life. Apart from the fact that I am thankful because my sister passed away and I know like I got a better deal because she asked me, why me? Like, why not anybody? Because I said to her, I could think of like a thousand people that God should just take away right then and there before it gets to you, you know, just off the top of my head. So you don't know, but you're led to believe that you have to like work, 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 work. And you're in this hamster wheel where everything goes to your bills and blah, blah, blah. But once you realize that other people are doing it and you're seeing it, I, I just interviewed this lady. She, she retired in Valencia. She's a black woman. She's like, she was commuting between Madrid and Miami for like six or seven years because she wanted to live in Spain. And she's like, I never made, she was a, uh, hostess, like an air hostess. She's like, I never made more than 40 or $50,000 a year. But here she is. She just put an apartment. She's redoing it. She's doing, she's like, I'm doing it. And if I can do it, so can everybody else. And this is what I'm trying to show people. And I've been consciously now trying to find more black women who are doing that, who are living outside of America and to see and show them that you can do it if you want to. That's awesome because we don't see that at all. Like, no. How many black women do you know that are living in Spain and, you know, making money and they sleep and, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. you know, being an entrepreneur, saving up their money, like nobody teaches. And I, I feel like I, like a broken record, but nobody teaches us or nobody shows us that that's, that there is another way of living as well. Like you don't have to just work every day, save your money, do what you do, what you need to do, get some properties or whatever it is and yeah. go and travel and live your life and see beyond the U S or, or whatever, see exactly. beyond you know, your, your four walls or, you know, your comfort zone and your comfort, your space that you're yeah. always in. So that's amazing. Yeah, y'all need to be like Kim Kim and just go balls to the wall and be like, hey, fuck it. Be I like out that of here. balls to the wall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the past four years, I've had a reason every single day to leave this goddamn country. And his name was Donald Trump. So, <laughs> you know, black expats are a thing now. Yes. So we're so glad that we had you on our show to share this particular experience. So you blog, you write, where can we follow your journey? Where can we see you on the internet? How can our listener, our coworkers, I'm sorry, how can our coworkers get in contact with you? 
through my blog would be great or YouTube. The blog is called nextbiteoflife.com because that's exactly what we're doing. We're taking our next bite of life. So you can find the podcast, same name, and there are plenty of interviews. It, you know, there are lots of, lots of posts because it's been, a six year journey on the blog. So you can see the many countries that we've been in Europe, around the world, Japan, all those places. I write about them. And we have a YouTube channel called Next Bite of Life channel as well. And that is newer. It's only about three or four months old, but I'm trying to like put the podcasts and the interviews on there as well as our life in Spain, what's going on. And people that are interested in just Valencia, not Spain alone can find me at expatinvalencia.com, which is my latest blog because I was getting a lot of people asking specifically about Valencia. So. Yeah, that's, that, that's truly awesome. I, I think people really need to see a different side of like of influencers and people that are not just, you know, twerking and doing yes. all of that. Somebody and selling fashion. No, you can live life. You can do this. You can do that. That's awesome. I do have one more question, though, for you. Kim, sure. Kim. How is how is the coronavirus over there? Is you know, it like super outrageous like here in in the states or is it, it had Spain was one of the is one of the ones with the highest number we have um deaths i think like 400,000 or 448,000 ah thousand something like that but in Valencia which is where i am we're about about a, about an hour and a half train from Madrid. Madrid and Barcelona are like the epicenters. They've got the highest numbers, but we're in a gray area. We're like, you know, the numbers are good, but we're still, we still have a a curfew. You can't be out between 11 and 5 a.m., 11 p.m. and 5 a.m. And all the nightclubs have been closed for the past six, seven, eight months. So I think that business is basically dead and there nobody allowed to, you can't come into the country right now and we're not allowed to leave the region. So I live in the province of the 17 provinces in Spain. I live in the Valencia region. You can go within the region or you can't go outside that. And I don't even want to at this point because <laughs> right. everybody wears the mask. It's been, we've been wearing masks for the past um I say June when we came out of the quarantine and it's been like, I mean, you just don't even think about it. It's just something that you just do that we, you know, it's not political. It's not like, Oh my God, there's all these things that we're seeing on the news. It's just day to day. Everybody there has sense enough to (laughs) do everything, do the lockdowns and everything that's needed to stay safe. And it's awesome, too, that you have that you're able to, again, uh, you're not really affected by it because you've saved up. You're just there living your life, your best life. It's all awesome. That's that's (laughs) awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kim Kim, so much for being on our show and sharing your story. Um, I I had a couple of more questions, but we are out of time (laughs) because I really, I really want to know what it's like not speaking Spanish in Spain. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you know, it's so funny that you said that there's so many expats coming into Spain, black, white, you know, that you can actually 
get along without speaking Spanish. I mean, you can actually, I live in Valencia, the center, but I purposely, we live in a barrier where everybody around us speaks Spanish and we, you know, we're the only ones. The other day I ran into a British guy and he, you know, he said something, the two dogs were, were doing whatever they do. And he's like, oh, and I go, lo siento, like, sorry, you know? And he's like, oh. I know you're speaking English. I know I can tell by your accent. And he was just <laughs> thrilled because, you know, I was probably the first person he saw speaking English for a long time. Cause now that they, they're no tourists is all people that live here. And so he was missing that, but my Spanish has really come along and like, I go to classes and it's not great and it's not perfect, but I'm there shooting bombs. That's what I call it to my neighbors. I'm like, I just talk to them and it may not be right, but they're so good that you know it's not like america where they say you know learn to speak properly or what have you they correct you and they help you so it's been great that is great because i haven't watched enough episodes of dora explorer to say anything past <laughs> hola yeah everything like hola yes you want a bag hola. <laughs> you start dreaming in i've started dreaming in spanish and somebody mentioned it to me when you said dreaming in spanish a few months ago then that means you're really you know, into it. And I'm just like, now everything I think about, I have to, when I'm talking to you, or even right now, my mind is constantly trying to translate into Spanish. So I think something clicked along the way. So hopefully that means that I'll be speaking it more. <laughs> oh, for sure. Since you're immersed, immersed in it, it's going to come for yeah. sure. Well, Again, Kim Kim, thank you so much for being on our show today. You You were a light and a joy to have. Everybody pull some of this energy from Kim Kim and live your life however you want to. Don't try to live up to anybody else's expectations or standards of you and just do it. If you want to live abroad, if you want to move to the next state, if you want to quit that job, just do it and make, but make sure that you have the financial security. <laughs> That's the one thing that I said, how have your ducks in a row, you know? <laughs> yeah. To be able to do that. But again, Kim, Kim, thank you so much for being on our show today. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Thank you guys so much. It's time for the break room. It's the break room. It's the break room. What's your brain do? Girl, we finna spill all the tea. Hey, hey, it's the break room. What's your brain do? It's the break room. All right, well, let's take a break. It's so much to talk about. So there is a new versus coming out, y'all. On December, Saturday, December the 12th. And guess who it is? Y'all want me to sing or what? <laughs> they don't say hell no nah, nah. whatever you gonna sing sound better than how these people sing so Ashanti versus versus Keisha Cole it's the battle of the best non-singer singer oh my gosh now I will say Ashanti cannot sing sis cannot sing now, Keisha Cole can't sing Ashanti got hits but she can't sing now. Keisha Cole cannot sing Keisha Cole? I feel like Keisha Cole can sing. I feel like Keisha Cole can sing. Dance this girl I know so deep in love. I sound just like her. (laughs) We can see she's the one. Let girl stop it. Come Come on. on. Uh, Y'all better come on. No. (laughs) No, but 
Yeah, I agree. Ashanti can't sing. Keisha Cole, I feel like she can. She, you gotta get used to her voice, like Candy. Oh, I sound just like her, just like her. I agree. Ashanti can't sing. I feel like Keisha Cole can do a little something. Uh, she has a a unique <laughs> voice. I'm going to say that, but I will say that I will be getting my best 2000s life girl what my whole life baby i'm here for baby 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 okay y'all know that run in the song now Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is gonna be great i i'm excited for it like like i'm i'm just joking about them not being able to sing but they really can't sing y'all know that shit but they do got the hits um, what? especially Ashanti well I can't even say especially yeah, either both. because they both really got the hit so this yes. is going to be another one of those verses where we jam it girl oh. jamming about to have a wine on deck can't wait can't wait so moving on we'll be reporting on that next week guys so moving on Chappelle show this happened think when we were on break but i do want to mention it because i think it is very important because we support our black brothers okay chappelle show was removed from netflix at chappelle's request but if you guys saw i don't know if you saw it dana but chappelle came out with like a 17 minute stand-up called boycott the chappelle show because he is not getting paid from the chappelle show which is absolutely asinine because i'm like for sure this man is getting paid but no they're not getting paid they are not paying him for the Chappelle show oh no fuck that so he said he came with the 17 minute stand-up and said boycott me please like he pleaded boycott me don't watch the Chappelle show until they pay him and Netflix listened because, baby, Netflix like, look, we got all the black people on our network. So, look, we going to listen. And so Netflix took the Chappelle show off, which black power, power to the people. Like, how dare y'all not pay him for a show that catapulted or, you know, was able to, you know, transcend and do all these things for comedians and for black culture? And it's his him. name. It's his it's name. His name. Exactly. The Chappelle Show. Like, it's not you, nigga, show. It's Chappelle Hello. Show. <laughs> like, exactly. what the fuck? So I people, mean, contracts are a motherfucker, because I'm assuming yeah, that's, that's exactly part like, of the reason why he's yes. having these issues right now. But that is fucked up. I it didn't know is. about that. And if you guys like Chappelle, don't watch the show. I know we like the show, but don't watch the show until you get paid. He'll give us an update on that. But I just wanted to let everybody know, do not watch the Chappelle show. In light of comedians, though, having issues, Kevin Hart is... (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Hart has some backlash going on from a joke in his Netflix special, which we talked about in the break room, y'all, a couple weeks ago. Get over it. I fell asleep on (laughs) (laughs) on on, on the special... I love Kevin Hart, but I just feel like he 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 wasn't funny on this special. But so one of his jokes, he was talking about heaven, which is his daughter, and he was explaining how at school, you know, heaven was like that can't come home, daddy. I like Mark. Next week she came back, daddy. I don't like Mark no more. I like Robert. Next week she came back, said, daddy, I don't like Robert. Mm-mm, I ain't talking to Robert no more. I'm talking to Bill. Okay. So he, you know, talked about how he got some advice from his friend 
one thing or another and basically said that she had some whole activity. <laughs> I laughed. It was funny to me. But people are upset saying that he shouldn't have said that about his daughter, saying that she might have been embarrassed when she went back to school. People were going to be calling her hoe. Blah, 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 blah. So if we have to water down comedy too, then I'm out. Like, at what point can we just joke and have fun without everybody being so sensitive? Everybody said, I keep saying this, but I feel like I keep saying this, but this is a very sensitive culture. This is a sensitive cancel culture. I don't feel, none of y'all would be, the, all these sensitive people would have not been able to live during Kings of Comedy era and the Queen of Comedy era. Especially with Bernie Mac talking about his nephew. Baby, Bernie Mac, Steve Harvey, Cedric, like y'all are too sensitive to live in the, in the, in the times where we was coming up. Cause it's, first off, it's my daughter. It was a joke and I can, I can talk about my daughter and it wasn't like, if y'all are sitting up here saying like, oh, he calling his daughter a hoe. That's not what it was. You know, we used to say, oh, you got some whole activity going on. Like it was a funny joke. I don't understand why he's getting backlash from it. And I just feel like people are just so sensitive, Dana. What you think? I mean, I agree. Even though Kevin Hart's not funny to me. Um, he clearly is a comedian and he was trying to be funny and that was a joke. It, it was it was clearly a joke due to the fact that it was a comedy special. I understand the need for certain jokes to not be funny anymore. Like when Richard Pryor was going in on um, trans people and stuff back in the early 80s and stuff. Like, Okay, those those jokes nowadays, because we know better, those are inappropriate. But this right here, y'all are just trying to come up with any fucking thing. Like, uh, like Anessa said, the comedians that we grew up on, Bernie Mac, Richard Pryor, Eddie Pryor, uh, Eddie Murphy in his raw days, like they would not be able to do shit in this country right now because they can't be funny they can't say this they can't say that like you're just gonna suck all the jokes out and it's like even again even though that joke was not funny to me I get it. Like somebody found it. Anessa found it funny. I found it like, funny. <laughs> like somebody found it funny and it served its purpose. Yeah. Y'all dissecting this and making it a thing. And I mean, that girl probably the littest girl at her school because Kevin Hart's her daddy. Right. Like, y'all up here putting <laughs> scenarios and shit going forth that probably ain't even fucking happening. She ain't even at school, goddamn. We in Corona. Come on. <laughs> like, let it go. Let, let it, it go. go. I'm here with you, friend. Like it's 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 very sensitive. It's a very sensitive time, and like you said, there are some things that we won't say anymore because we know better. But at some like we have to be able to. Everything can't be off limits, or it's not comedy. Then we ain't. Then we might we might as well take comedy out of the genre because we're not gonna be able. We can't joke about nothing. Then ain't nothing gonna be funny. Girl, Kev on stage gonna be the only comedian that's gonna make it because he the only motherfucker that is actually very, very, very fucking funny and uh does comedy for the Lord. So oh he's gonna be about the only that's one. Right. That's gonna make it. Never found some about that. That's that's hilarious. Well, uh, it was confirmed that Rihanna and my friend Rihanna, hey friend, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And ASAP Rocky are dating, and little little Uzi 
Luzi Burt said he posted on his story, y'all. This can't be true. And I'm so confused as to why Lil Uzi <laughs> is mad because Lil Uzi, you supposedly with a city girl, JT, and you just bought her a customized G-Wagon for her birthday. So I don't know why he concerned about Rihanna, but I do hope that Rihanna gets some uh, some um, inspiration and create us some music in the album. <laughs> okay, I, I fuck with Rihanna. Um, I don't understand this move because fuck ASAP Rocky. Because they, like, just on the political stick, Rihanna is so us. She's so for us and all of that. ASAP Rocky's like, well, I don't live in Ferguson, so I don't care about what's going on. So I'm really interested in what that dynamic is like. Maybe he done woke up from his time spent overseas in jail for being black. I don't know. But um, shout out to Rihanna. Yeah, that's my bitch. And leave, leave her alone about that album. <laughs> I know, right? Let her do, let her make her millions with Savage X Fancy, because I sure ordered me a, a lingerie (laughs) also y'all so i don't know if y'all care i do but the trailer for wendy williams new movie was released this week and it looks like it's actually going to be really good to me y'all know i'm a wendy fan i watch wendy every day on dvr so i can fast forward through them commercials but it wendy the biopic is going to be released on january 30th it's called Wendy the movie. It's going to be, you're going to watch a two hour movie. And then right after the movie is going to be a documentary. And she's not holding anything back. Like the trailer had drugs in it. How she got a cocaine problem. She got Kevin. She know her. Like it looks really good. Have you seen it, Dana? I have not. I'm surprised to hear just now that it's out, but I wonder if she's going to be completely honest about her relationship with Kevin. Because I feel like even still to this day, she protects him. Yeah, because she won't go as in on, you know what I'm saying, on her life as she will on other people's life. Or she'll kind of make references to it or make jokes to it, but she won't go all the way in. But she's claiming that I'm laying it all on the line, child. So we'll see. I'm definitely going to watch her. You going to watch though? Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch I'm here for it. I'm here for that. I want to see how the Sif cope. Cause that's gonna be my next step. If these motherfuckers don't release this uh, stimulus, Ooh, wait a minute! I'm so, good. I'm so on the stimulus, Dana. Right? I cannot. <laughs> well, y'all in Real Housewives of Atlanta news. So I have to unpack Real Housewives of Potomac and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because Real Housewives of Potomac was actually good. Did you watch it? I did. Fuck them hoes. <laughs> okay, so Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, so Karen lied to Monique. So, <laughs> baby, this this was actually interesting. So Ashley and Monique went to catch up to went to a catch up lunch. Ashley told Monique while they were in Port- Portugal, I can never say that, y'all. Karen invited everybody to her wig line party, and that she wasn't inviting Monique. And Monique was like, oh, I ain't know, nah, I ain't know nothing about that because Karen has been telling me that I was invited. Child, well, <laughs> did you see, Dana, how at the wig line party, Karen rushed Monique. Monique came 30 minutes before. She got there. She drank a little, little bit of her wine. And 
Candace texts Karen and was like, I'm on my way. And so Karen then was rushing Monique out. But the way she rushed Monique out was like, oh my gosh. That was a mess. And I felt sorry for Monique right there because like she said, she thought she was going to sit down and catch up and all of this. And she felt rushed out. I understand why Karen did it, but I do too. She she just shouldn't have extended the invitation to Monique Correct. if she was going to treat her like that when she got there. I see how she's trying to maintain her friendships with both ladies, but you're doing it wrong. Like th- this is this was a, a huge fuck up. But I I am really I hope you I hope we don't have a whole lot more time for these Potomac bitches because I am just so sick of them in this shit. Like it. I know you're probably going to get to this, but it was revealed that Candace did admit to throwing the glass on Monique. It was in the um, the statement that she made. That's why Karen oh, yes. decided to, to stay neutral in it because she wasn't going to say this person was the aggressor, this person was the aggressor because she knew behind the scenes that Candace had already admitted to throwing wine on Monique. So now it's, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. See, Candace is playing this whole victim role. And again, I'm, I don't have to reiterate this, but putting your hands on anyone just because of what they're saying to you is wrong, 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 wrong. You should be grown enough and have enough self-restraint to hold yourself back from slapping a bitch just because she's running all off at the mouth at you. But Candace, you was all up in homegirl's face challenging her. You pulled a knife out on Ashley and went after her. You didn't said and done all of this clown ass shit. So you coming at people like you about that life. And when they approached you like you were about that life and it was determined that you were about that life, you weren't about that life, your ass looking stupid. So now you're up here playing this whole victim role. That's why I don't like, like, ugh. And then the fact that you admitted to throwing wine on this girl because she said that to begin with. She said that to begin with. You admitted to throwing wine on her, but now you were attacked for no reason. Which lie are you going to tell? I, I'm i so glad that this is the last episode because I feel like we have been waiting forever to get to this point. And quite frankly, I'm tired of these bitches. I'm tired of y'all little mean girl shit. I'm so tired of Giselle, stale face, oh, busted ass. Giselle ass. and Jamal, baby, their yeah, relationship is ridiculous. I don't know what they got going on. He didn't even show up to the dang holiday uh, picture the day was supposed to take and how your kids don't like you that and fucking your kids don't like y'all together and she i feel like she tries to like protect that situation and yeah they love him like i can't tell they was mad when you told them that they was coming down there anyways it, it's yes like dana said there's one more episode and this one looks like it's gonna be interesting because it looks like um candace's husband and Mike or Michael Darby are going to have an altercation. It's the and season then, finale. Yes, that's the season finale. And then we have we have the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion that's coming on December twelfth. But good news is Real Housewives of uh, Housewives of um, Atlanta premieres tomorrow on December sixth. So that looks really good. So we'll talk about that. But I do want to touch real quick on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because I don't like Jen. Jen, just because your husband loves his job more than you and you're trying to fill this attention void because he's never around, 
get a divorce and find somebody who wants to be around you. Girl, you, please. You got 150 people on staff at your house <laughs> because your husband don't want you. She mad at Meredith because Meredith chose to spend the night with her kids instead of her. Girl, what? And then she, I, I just don't understand the mind of this psychopath. Like psychopath, literally. First, first of all, Mary said it smelled like hospital in here. Those were the words. Those were the words that we come to know. Those were the words that were spoken to you. Somehow you turn this whole shit around on you smell like hospital and I'm shaming your aunt for getting her legs amputated and I'm attacking your family. Like, how did you get that from that? How did we get there from here? And like all the women on the show, they feel like your beef with Mary is stupid. But what's irritating about about the salt lady, salt lady, the salt lake <laughs> housewives to me is how they babysit this bitch. Like, yes, oh, I don't do. want to say anything to Come Jen on, because I don't want her to be mad. Fuck Jen, oh hard face ass. Fuck her. Like, she clearly needs therapy. She got some issues, insecure issues. She don't want her friends being friends with other people. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, leave Jen where she at. Don't, don't, don't try to babysit how she feels about some bullshit. Like, of course, if you guys are in a deep friendship, of course you should care about what your friend thinks, but you should also be the motherfucker to tell your friend she tripping. And Jen, you are tripping. You are making a deal out of no deal. And I think I think Mary is right. I think Jen is intimidated by Mary for whatever yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. Like, and sees Mary as competition for whatever reason. And it's probably because Jen, I mean, Mary is the only other person of color on the show. And she's popular people like her for whatever like she's crazy okay the first episode i'm like this bitch is nuts but episode two i'm like team mary so and i feel like that's probably the mood of their social circle or whatever and jen feels that so she's gonna come for for mary at every chance and i i can't wait to see how this all unfolds out but ma'am listen Please sit down with this bullshit. She ain't talking about your goddamn family, and you know that. I hope that you sitting at home right now, watching this show back, feeling like the dumbass that you should. And I hope people online are, are, are reminding you how dumb you are for making this a thing when it shouldn't have even been a thing. You're dumb. You're dumb. And you want to talk about not being not being a friend, Meredith not being a friend of you because she went to she went to Mary's church. She got mad because she went to Mary's church and all of this. Meredith is so above the bullshit. She's like, oh baby, I don't have any time for this, which I am so 100% with Meredith. First of all, I you're not going to tell me y'all can be friends and friends. She said, Meredith said, because if I was a housewife, this would be me. Meredith said in her confessional, how old are we? We're in our 40s. Like, right. Sis, right. What, what, what are you talking about? I can hang out who, with whoever I want to hang out with. And to top it all off, you want to talk about being a friend. Up until this point, no one knew about Meredith's se- separ- Meredith separation except for Jen and Meredith. And on this on this last episode, you done spilled tea to Heather because you mad telling her, yeah, they're they're not sep- they're they're separated. 
That was and that's not that her. bullshit. That's that bullshit exactly. right there. Because you you felt quote unquote betrayed over some Correct. bullshit. So you're gonna disclose my personal information. You know now you know me. You know I'm like you know me. I'm like I don't, I don't fuck with that. Like I, me and Jen uh, never be friends ever never. again. Because bitch, how dare you get mad at me and then start spilling tea and think I'm supposed to come back to you and re- resume a friendship and be kikiing with you, bitch? No, you were cut off dead to me after that because that's some shit that you just don't do that's some bullshit you right don't. there so yeah i'm not feeling jen i know she's going to be you know on this show because she oh, yeah. is a spectacle but sure. i'm i'm completely over her i am too and she's she's a fucked up person but i love salt lake city so i'm there for that so lastly i'm gonna touch on some music guys or what's happening in the music I don't know what y'all been listening to, but these rappers and these folks, JT had a birthday. She turned 28, got her up a pitch. Shout out to JT. Happy birthday, my session twin friend. <laughs> Lil Baby got a $200,000 watch from his boo and a Bentley. <sighs> Regine's birthday was last week. She had a 99 in the 2000s party. <laughs> and I would just like to report that none of these celebrities, none of these <laughs> Celebrity events. Nobody was required <laughs> to wear a mask. <laughs> but they were lit. Happy birthday to all y'all. <laughs> happy birthday to Jay Z, who also turned 51. Yes, and happy to, birthday, Hove. And to end things, I just want to end things on, on Boosie. Mark <laughs> Zuckerberg is being sued <laughs> by Boosie. Y'all, <laughs> Boosie is suing Mark Zuckerberg because Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> I can't even say his name, <laughs> done mess with his money. Girl, bye. Y'all, y'all I remember- want y'all to know this is fake. <laughs> <laughs> when was, y'all, when he was in, when we was back in quarantine, Boosie was losing his mind. He had girls pussy popping on a handstand on Instagram Live. So now, Boosie said he's suing Mark Zuckerberg for $20 million because you he says he's lost business. Boy. And he feels like it's discrimination because there's other IG users who's done worser. And I'm not <laughs> saying worse. He said worser things. <laughs> and they got their pages back. And that's it. That's all I got to say, Chad. Boosie, give it up, Brad. You did look your lawsuit against Mark Zuckerberg is a that's gonna get thrown out just like your president's lawsuits and all these goddamn states keep getting thrown out. I don't know how you feel like you are gonna get to sue the creator of Facebook just because your Instagram account is deactivated. I'm going to need you to take a step back and really think about that. Seek some counsel. Call to a pastor, a therapist, and more importantly, some legal counsel. Because what you're trying to do here, buddy, that's not a real thing. It's not a real thing. <laughs> well, y'all, that's all I got for the break room. It's Y'all celebrities is going doing the food, okay? Y'all got a lot going on. But please mask up. That's all I got to say mask up we'll see you guys next week <laughs> thank y'all for sending in y'all fuck yous. keep that going and i don't know what you got anessa i will see y'all next week we love y'all for real we love y'all for real <laughs> bye bye y'all